Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, where we talk about the business of sports, entrepreneurship, education, and lots of other topics. I'm Joe Favorito. My co-host Tom Richardson is off at the end of the summer going doing other things. But as we're getting into the beginning of the college season, we wanted to again bring in our director, our leader, Scott Rosner, who now has his first recruiting class as we begin the semester. Scott, welcome on. Ah, thanks for having me, Joe. Always fun to do it. And full credit to Tom. He is not just out and about, you know, gallivanting, sitting on the beach. He's actually also doing some consulting that's gotten some publicity lately uh, with the new launch of the XFL, the relaunch yep. of the XFL, and thinking yep. about uh, different camera angles and different ways of presenting it. And he's been working pretty closely with Oliver Luck on that, the uh, very well respected and newly appointed commissioner of that league. Uh, so. Our faculty out there doing great stuff. Uh, Tom's been with us for a really long time. Uh, so in addition to his cusp hosting, we'll give him a little bit of a break this week uh, for, uh, for some, for some well-deserved time and some really cool consulting, too. 100%. So, so it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've got on campus orientation week. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned this is my first recruiting class. Uh, really, it's the program's uh, incoming class of... Uh, of our one-and-dones, because we basically, for our full-time students, a lot of them are one-and-dones. They are. So. so the average students coming in, the full-time students, for which we have in the mid-60s uh, mm. right now in terms of overall for the for the incoming class... That's the numbers, not the age. That's, the, that's exactly right. right. Average that's age a, coming yeah. in is a little over 25, mm -hmm. but... A lot of them are going to be finished, you know, 12 to 16 months is how long they're here for. So they'll be f finished with their coursework at the end of August next year. Uh, if you do 12 months in December, uh, end of the fall semester in 2019, if they are uh, doing the longer period of time, which our students have increasingly been doing uh, more and more. And then we've got a really strong part-time cohort as part of that as well. So we've got 74 students who have uh, come in and doing all sorts of fun orientations, some team bonding stuff, some fun. You came in at the beginning of the calendar year. Um, any lessons learned from the first semester now that you're putting this into your, your first fall here? And then also, um, let's talk a little bit about the changes to the curriculum and some of the big news we have for an event in November as well. Yeah, so, so the lessons learned have been really pleasant ones. You know, you, you take in a position, you know the reputation of the people who were there. Uh, and everything, but you don't really know. So the biggest, I guess, learning has been how strong the team is here. And LJ Holmgren, who is the deputy academic director, uh, is just fantastic. And she's been on maternity leave, so we've missed her mm -hmm. for the last few months, but she's uh, coming back in and she's back in the mix now. Uh, after having a daughter uh, in, in mid-June, uh, her second child, and it's been uh, really a, a pleasure to work with her. We have a lot of fun and work hard as well, but good people to, to be working with. Uh, and added uh, our producer, Tom Cerny, into the mix as well. And it's a been producer really of many things, Tom. producer Thomas. of many yeah. things, and so it's been a lot of fun working with him as well. And we've got a good team. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's been, you just never know when you go into a new place what that culture is going to be like and what the people are going to be like and have really enjoyed uh, working with our group and Grant's son, who's uh, started with me as a full-time faculty member as well. And we added Len Elmore 
uh, who's starting the teaching piece of his position next week, uh, but has been with us since July 1st. It's a great group. It really is. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not that's not an act. It's it's fun. We're working hard. We're getting stuff done. Uh, and you know, we we, we talk about the uh, and joke around a lot about the the hiring practice of the no a hole rule. Um, and you know, we've we've found that right. It's, it, we we I think we all genuinely enjoy each other's company and uh, spending the time together. So let's talk about um, some of the new things that are happening. Some of the new faculty that are coming on board. Some pretty exciting announcements. Yeah, so I mentioned Len, so he's uh, joining myself and Grant as the three full-time faculty. Uh, We're adding courses, specifically the one that Len is teaching is on athlete activism and social justice in sports, so couldn't be a uh, hotter-button topic and couldn't have a better guy teaching it with his experience as an NBA player, Mm -hmm. uh, as a commentator, a graduate of Harvard Law School, longtime observer of the industry, former member of the Knight Commission on Intercollegiate Athletics. So... I, could, I mean, it's you, you sit down with Len, and, and it, every conversation is interesting. I learned something new in every single conversation we've had. A hell of a uh, post-up player, and, too, and a, and a banger, right? And but but a, a and a but really more really good guy. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know him and continuing um, to to get to do so over over this semester. Uh, so we're also adding classes in entrepreneurship and innovation in sports, uh, which is being taught by Grant's son. Uh, Grant is teaching a course uh, that's going to focus specifically on Bayern Munich as a function of our partnership mm-hmm. with them. Uh, and that class is, uh, as you would imagine, sold out as are uh, a good number of our classes. Uh, we're adding courses in the spring. Can't get specifically into titles yet, but we'll be adding courses in business intelligence, uh, focusing on the not the performance analytics side, but the business analytics side. Um, and adding co- course uh, with with some longtime industry veterans that are coming in, Joel Lippin and Alan Ostfield, uh, are going to be coming in and joining us on the faculty in the spring. So we've got the planning part of that now. Um, and you know, beyond the classroom, we're doing some some fun stuff. You know, we're we're adding some special events. Uh, we're doing our first esports workshop for our students and alumni on campus on uh, in, in late October. Uh, that's going to be led by uh, noted industry expert Bryce Blum. Uh, so really talk about hot topics and giving a really deep mm-hmm. dive uh, for a couple of days into the sports industry and free to uh, free to attend for our students uh, and alums. Free and nominal charge, I think, is you know at most. Uh, but can the pay big Bitcoin news, if they want. Yeah, to. exactly. Uh, the big news that I think that the you've alluded to is that we are going to hold uh, our first open to the public conference this mm-hmm. fall, uh, the Columbia Sports Management Conference, which is going to be held on campus on Wednesday, November fourteenth. Uh, it'll be a full day conference, keynote speakers, panel conversations, networking events. So we're not ready to roll out any more of the details yet, but uh, I would uh, you know ask our listeners to be on uh, the lookout for a lot more information. On on those events, uh, and so really excited uh, about that. One other thing I didn't mention, uh, because he hasn't technically started yet, but it starts, uh, I guess, next week as we're adding Tony Pontoro yep. into the mix uh, as our first career coach to complement the amazing work being done by Bess Brodsky, who's been with us for uh, uh, quite some time as well, and is a you know well-known uh, person, j- not just in the industry, but among our students and on mm-hmm. alums. So Tony's going to meet with both uh, our current students and our alumni uh, on an appointment basis to provide executive coaching and career advice uh, regarding student and alumni career strategies. So really excited to have Tony in the mix. And just so everybody knows, Tony spent over 30 years really building the sports 
business strategy for Anheuser-Busch and has been back in New York uh, doing a lot of entrepreneurial work um, over the last probably five or six years. Um, and for those who don't know, Joel Litvin had a long career at the NBA. Absolutely. He's the pre- um, president of league operations yep, at the end. Yep. So uh, it's quite a group. Um, and what about the students? Where are some of the students from just on top line, the new students coming yeah, in? Yeah, so the new students coming in. So first of all, it's, our, it's the largest and most competitive applicant pool that the program has ever seen. And so that has allowed us to then welcome, with really high-quality students, uh, our largest incoming class of students ever uh, to, uh, to the program. So overall student population is not only global, right? Mm-hmm. We've got um, uh, 21 countries overall wow. uh, represented in our student population, 11 in the new uh, pool coming in. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, so it's about 40% of our students uh, as well, but also really diverse, and we, we love that. So a quarter uh, of our students are female, over half are uh, people of color, and so those numbers are something that we hold very important, not just as a program, I hold it very, very to be very important individually. Uh, we'll continue to, to work on those, uh, those fronts, and um, you know, we really are kind of like the, the city in which we are uh, a part of. We are, we're truly a melting pot here, and that's something in which we take great pride. Mm-hmm. Some of the topics, Scott, uh, we had talked earlier in the summer about esports and gambling, but what are some of the other things that you've seen or people should be looking for uh, as they're coming into the program or just things to be looking for in the fall that you've got your eye on? So certainly the the rollout of sports gambling and how that will uh, impact the sports industry, not just here, but but you know where we've seen it abroad already. So it gives us some lessons uh, on what we can expect to see. Uh, the projections, uh, you know, will uh, increase as the numbers of states that have adopted legalized sports gambling uh, increase. I mean, already our home state of New Jersey, Joe, mm-hmm. has, uh, uh, has has seen some decent so my, returns. I saw my first commercials for DraftKings on TV this past week. How about so, that? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, expect to see more of that. You wonder if they'll go with the in-your-face, constantly there mm-hmm. uh, battle that we saw with, um, you know, with, with FanDuel, with FanDuel yeah. with, with, as they rolled out their fantasy offerings. So, and I'm curious to see how it impacts the fantasy industry as well. I, mm-hmm. I really am. You know, it is, you know, purely anecdotal at this point, but I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they're a lot less excited about playing football uh, fantasy mm-hmm. this year, NFL fantasy. Uh, there's a lot less buzz around it among certain folks. I, I don't know if this is widespread. This is purely anecdotal, but I do want to see how uh, the gambling piece impacts that because now instead of you know this being your primary outlet for attention, uh, you've got another one in 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 your sports book. And have you downloaded the app yet? I have not. I'm uh, I'm going to go with my abacus for a little while. And yeah, just well, you, and plus you've got a guy, yeah. right? right? So I got a guy. Yeah, yeah. So you I know a guy. that, and, so. and, and you've got a long-standing relationship. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know, is another thing. What happens to the neighborhood bookie, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, I think that in many ways the demise of the neighborhood bookie has been greatly overstated mm-hmm. so far. I think you know, you think about you don't have to have cash on hand. Right. You have a relationship. The line might be better. Um, you know, those kinds of things. You don't need money to bet. You don't so, need money to bet. Yeah. Right. You're betting yeah. on credit. Now, the, the downside of that is if you don't have the money. You don't have the money. Right. You don't <laughs> have the money. Right. So, uh, and so there's, you know, uh, mm. uh, plenty of downside associated with that. Any of the other, uh, even along the more traditional lines, people uh, have been talking about that you've been around, 
you know, the issues with the NFL, mm. you know, now, you know, talk about La Liga bringing a franchise or a match to the United States, which they've gotten some pushback on. And it, what, what other things are you looking at for the fall that people should really kind of be following? Well, specifically, as we think about the biggest sport in North America, uh, and certainly from a revenue standpoint, the biggest sport in the world is the National Football League. And it seems unlikely just based on the fact that we're in a midterm election year, that they can stay out of the political crosshairs, uh, whether they want to or not, and they certainly don't want to, uh, you know, how much will uh, those politics and, you know, our national leadership the, in the executive branch make an issue out of, uh, you know, out of the, the kneeling, the protesting issues. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're all kind of curious about that. I, I would expect that to uh, continue to, to be a major issue. From a uh, you know, from the as I mentioned, the the gambling standpoint. You know, there's also, by the way, a couple of big kind of bombshell books coming out of the NFL. Uh, not coincidentally timed with uh, the opening of the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how those are received and what what kind of negative attention, if any, that brings to the league. Uh, the, the early buzz on one is that you know Roger Goodell's getting shellacked in it, and so is Bob Kraft. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll is see. Is that the Brady the Brady book? No, it's, it's a Brady book that just came out about that. As no, well. it's it's a it's another book uh, on on the NFL mm. uh, and the demise of of the NFL, which is something we spent a lot of time talking about. Mm. Now it's an easy thing to think about because they're on they're on the mountaintop right now, uh, so the crown always rests uneasy, right? Yet, as you mentioned that there are probably seven other quote football leagues. You mentioned uh, Tom doing some work with. The XFL, there's the AAFL, which the is going to be out very, very soon. Um, you've got, you know, any version of flag football, arena football, Canadian football, all playing in the fall and, and the spring. And, so. and the your call sports, right? Your where, call sports, uh, yeah. Where fans are going to get to call the plays yeah, yeah. Uh, for it. Certainly, you know, we, the Arena League, uh, which mm. is struggling right now. There's only four teams, but trying to reimagine itself as right. one that yeah. uh, that really embraces gambling. Uh, one of our own students, one of our very own graduate students, yep. is heavily involved in uh, the running of the Spring League, Chris yep. Corbellini. Yep. So, uh, which is, you know, looked at as and presented itself as a developmental league. So there's a lot of competition. Obviously, if any of these make it, I would actually be surprised. I'm hopeful mm. because we know some people who are involved in these. But if they really, truly make it, I think you really need to have the NFL as a partner sure. and, and looked at as a developmental piece. But mm. uh, that remains to be seen. But always interesting to follow. I'm actually, I actually teach a course, as you know, mm. uh, in emerging and niche sports leagues. So uh, certainly no uh, lack of topics for conversation yep. that as well. And you've got the NHL, which by all appearances will have a franchise announced in Seattle at some point soon. You've got LeBron obviously heading out west. So, uh, you know, baseball going to a really interesting postseason. Um, you know, It'd be and less that, interesting if the Phillies aren't in it. Well, uh. <laughs> and now Joey Bats on the Phillies, which yeah, is killing it, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously MLS wrapping up, the European League's continuing to push here. So, there certainly is no shortage of interesting things that will be going on again in the fall. There's not. And you mentioned La Liga coming to the U.S., the, the announced match through Relevant Sports, and, and my former boss, Charlie Stilitano. And we'll see. They've, you're right. They have gotten a lot of pushback. There are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through in order to get it here. The players are pushing back a bit. Uh, you've got to get approval of U.S. soccer, mm. which is really just a financial question whether or not that happens. 
so it's not a, an open and shut case for it. I think it's really interesting. You hear rumors about who the teams would be that would come to uh, that would come to the U.S. You would imagine the first game would need to be played uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. Steve Ross, mm-hmm. uh, who owns Relevant Sports, the owner of the Dolphins and the building. Uh, so we'll see. I think it's a really interesting concept. Charlie is one of the most creative and certainly most ne- networked people uh, who, who I know uh, and well regarded in the industry as such. But we'll see. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's. It's it certainly won't happen in 2018. You would hope it can happen in the back half of the season in 2019. Yep. Uh, and if not, then certainly you would imagine if it's going to happen, it would happen at a minimum in the 2019-20 part of the season. Great. So we've got just to kind of recap. Conference, new new instructors, uh, a veteran industry person coming on to advise in careers to work with Bess, you know, a host of returning um, faculty, students coming back from all over the world. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, spring or fall into spring. And then, um, you know, we just keep rolling along. And like I said, your first class of one and done should be kind of interesting. Yeah, it should be. I, I could not be more excited about this, Joe. It, mm-hmm. it, we, in the orientation, you know, you see it. And the students who were uh, who were here when I started uh, are terrific. This group, you know, you know them because I, I read their names. I read their applications. Uh, was part of the admissions process uh, for them. So really exciting on that front. Uh, and the group is really, really impressive. I, I'm, I was really, they are off to a terrific start. They are, uh, you know, we mentioned the demographics of the group, but they're super bright, and mm-hmm. they are certainly going to have an impact on the industry. And, you know, as you look around the room, you wonder who the true superstars are going to be, right, in your first recruiting class. So, uh, but great, the program is uh, on an incredibly strong upward trajectory. Uh, I anticipate we'll continue to do so, and the best part about it is we have a lot more to do. Great. So, once again, this is kind of our kickoff edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast for the fall of 2018. Scott Rosner, again, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Joe. Thank you so much for having us, having me. And once again, this has been The Cusp Show, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.